Yvette Brown from Awkwardness and Grace. I'm a white mom raising two black boys, and if you feel squeamish talking about race, you're not alone. Join me, parents, and professionals as we have conversations about race and the awkwardness and grace of it all. everyone. Welcome back to Awkwardness and Grace. Today, I am so excited. I interviewed my nine-year-old son, and he will be joining us in the last half of the show today. The first half will be focusing on microaggressions for teens and parents. Now, you're probably thinking, what is a microaggression? I could give you a textbook definition of microaggressions, but like most definitions, they're pretty impersonal. So let's shut our textbooks for a moment and explore what a microaggression is. Micro being small or smaller than small. Aggression being the act of attacking. These aggressions are directed at people and are sometimes so slight they can be considered irrelevant unless you are on the receiving end. They are verbal or behavioral indignities, whether intentional or unintentional. We have all been on the receiving end of insults. No one likes to be insulted. It elevates our cortisol levels and can make us feel insecure and awful. One of the differences between microaggressions and blatant insults is that one can be couched as a compliment and the other is obvious. Insults can be directed at us as individuals in a specific situation, like making a mistake and someone insulting us for our judgment or competence. Whereas microaggressions are specific to race gender, or a group affiliation. I want to reinforce this. Microaggressions are not directed at a person individually. They are directed towards a person because they belong to a group, and assumptions are made about the group, and therefore, assumptions are made about the person. These assumptions are known as stereotypes which I have gone over in previous episodes. I hear microaggressions quite often, and I have delivered them too. They are really common mistakes and usually come from a place of being complimentary. I live in an area with a large Asian population. I overheard a white, enthusiastic parent say to an Asian American parent that they speak really good English. The white parent thought they were giving a compliment to the Asian American parent. But the Asian American parent's face had a somewhat deflated smile. Unbeknownst to the complimentary white parent, the underlying hidden message she was imparting is, you are not a true American and you don't look like what an American should look like. The Asian woman receives the message as, I am perceived as an alien in my own country. I remember being in a race and equity committee with an Asian man who is married to a black woman. 
he was describing a black man he met as articulate. I was thrown off by this comment. Here is an Asian man that is deeply punched into social justice, anti-racism, and is married to a black woman. With all his education and racial awareness, he didn't realize he was making a microaggressive comment. So if he can make one, anyone can. He was complimenting this adult black man by describing him as articulate, which on the surface sounds great. But let's unpack this. What I want to ask him is, does he feel it is unusual for black people to be articulate? It seems that by specifically stating this black person is articulate, is basically saying black people are not articulate, and finding a black person that speaks well is unusual. It essentially reinforces the stereotype that black people are not well-spoken. Here's a microaggression I recently made. My son's school is pretty internationally diverse. One of his good friends is Chinese and Yemeni. The boy's father has a Yemeni name that I have repeatedly mispronounced. He finally got to the point where he gave me a simplified, more American version of his name. I realized that I was perpetuating his foreign status, and by not making the effort to remember his true name, I was expecting him to assimilate. Basically, the message I was sending him was he wasn't worthy enough for me to remember his true name. Is this a huge, explicit, racist act? No, but it sends a message that I don't care enough to make him feel part of the community. I also think how hard it must be to go to a foreign country to live and have people expect you to assimilate and erase your own culture and name. It's complicated, but really, I need to step up, stop being lazy, and remember his name and honor him as a human being. Now, you may be thinking that I am making a big deal out of small things, especially if it comes from a complimentary place or is unintentional. You may think that people on the receiving end of microaggressive comments should stop being so sensitive. Take it as a compliment and get some grit. Or maybe people should be less reactive when they hear a comment shrouded in kindness yet hiding intentional or unintentional insults. Maybe they can just be tougher. Hmm. Well, at a certain point, I have to question how much one can take if it is happening on a daily basis due to race, gender, or belonging to a group. And because it happens so often, there is a more acute awareness when it is happening. I am keenly aware when I experience a sexist microaggression, like when I am with a group of men and one says how nice I look this evening, then turns away and closes me out of the conversation. As a woman, I know when I have been slighted, even if the person is intentionally trying to be complimentary. Just like a black person knows when they are being slighted by a comment or behavior. 
Here are a few examples of microaggressions towards black people. A host at a restaurant seats the white couple before the black couple, even though the black couple was there first. A black person takes a seat on a bus and a non-black person moves across the aisle to avoid the black person. Or when a black woman is told wearing your hair natural is not the best idea in a professional setting. Basically, microaggressions are small psychological jabs, sometimes from a Q-tip and sometimes with a knife. These small jabs can add up and start tearing the victim down, which is messed up. African Americans experience microaggressions from the moment they are exposed to the world. It is a thousand tiny cuts that are inflicted upon them continuously. They are constantly having to address these daily wounds, which are emotionally consuming. Unfortunately, the message delivered by society is black people are lesser than, and being dehumanized by these micro-attacks is not a big deal. Personally, if I was treated as less than others every day, I would be an angry, dysfunctional person. But I am not treated less than every day. I am a very privileged white woman. So let's explore some more microaggressions that are closer to home and school. In schools, the awareness of racism is slowly being elevated and confronted, which is great. But microaggressions may fly under the radar compared to explicit racism and may not be obvious. You may not even realize the teachers or staff at your school or your child's school are acting in a microaggressive way. And if they have not been trained about microaggressions, they may not realize it either. Here are some common examples. Scheduling testing or project due dates on religious or cultural holidays so some students miss out or feel pressured to finish early. Assuming students that learn differently are special needs. Using the term illegals to reference undocumented students. Having students engage in required reading where the protagonists are always white. Assuming all students have access to and are proficient in the use of computers and applications for communications about school activities and academic work. Both of our kids go to schools where communications are translated in multiple language, which really helps support kids in their academic work and helps the parents communicate easier with the school. Another microaggression might be continuing to misuse pronouns even after a student, transgender or not, indicates their preferred gender pronoun. Let's make this more personal. How about your teenage daughter? She is in a new relationship and her boyfriend says to her, I can't believe you got an A on your math test. Not bad for a girl. Or... 
My girlfriend is so pretty. Can you believe she is a science major? These can seem somewhat innocuous, but really they are underhanded insults to girls and women. Reinforcing the stereotypes that girls are not good in math or science and they are expected to be pretty. This can also indicate that if girls do like science, they are not attractive. If these comments are made every day by the boyfriend, it can get really tiring. Fortunately, your daughter can leave this unhealthy relationship. If you are African American, you can't just wipe away your skin color to escape daily racial insults. It can be hard to know your boundaries when you are playfully bantering or kidding around. It is one of those things you have to learn as you engage with society. My kids sometimes get really sensitive when they are joking around with each other. And sometimes they don't. I find for myself, I know who I can push or tease and who I can't. Like when I chuckle and tell my husband he can use my wrinkle cream whenever he wants. And the kids laugh and say, ooh, you just got burned. It is a way of showing my closeness or trust with them. Of course, I would never want to hurt them or a friend. So it could be touchy and I need to be sensitive and aware of my friend's boundaries. Because microaggressions are not playful banter. If you are the one dishing out the microaggressions and not being conscious of it, you can unknowingly inflict real damage. And you may be surprised when you get a response from the victim that is really defensive. And they should get defensive. As always on this journey of coming to terms with stereotypes, microaggressions, and racism, we need to raise our awareness. While you are alone, take time during the day to see how often you mentally stereotype a person. You can do this while watching media or while you are in public. Imagine yourself saying something that you think is a compliment. Before you say something, stop, think, and ask yourself, Will this demean someone? Why would this demean someone? Am I sincerely trying to uplift this person? Can I connect with this person and will this comment help or hinder? Sounds like a lot of work, and it is. If someone has told you that what you said is a microaggression and you didn't realize it, I'm pretty sure you had an emotional response. Maybe you felt defensive or embarrassed. Maybe you were shocked. It could be a real eye-opener if you think you are showering a glowing compliment and the person responds as if insulted. As always, when you are learning something new, take a moment to absorb it. Listen, be humble, inquire and learn. And an apology is always welcome. It diffuses the situation, shows the other person that you care, and allows both of you an opportunity to come to a new understanding. 
please stay tuned to hear my nine-year-old's version of microaggressions. Hello, Joshua. Welcome to Awkwardness and Grace. Hi, guys. I'm Joshua. He's been asking me for a while to be on the podcast, and today's a great opportunity because yesterday we are walking our dog, and he asked me a question. Joshua, what was the question you asked? I said, Mom, how come you never get offended when someone insults you? Well, it depends on what the insult is. I do get offended and defensive when someone insults you or my family, especially kids, because I feel the intentions are mean. And even if it's a microaggression, I get defensive and I want to protect you because you guys don't have quite that protective... Protective spirit. Yeah. You haven't quite learned that yet, but not everyone could be nice. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of nice people and insults, do you know what a microaggression is? A microaggression? Hmm. I'm going to use my facts. So, I know that micro is like something that's really small. And an aggression is like someone attacking you. Or like an insult. Or like something mean. So it might be a really small insult. Very good. I couldn't have said it better. Microaggressions are comments that sound like compliments, but are actually negative or insulting. They can also be behaviors that seem like no big deal, but are insulting. It sounds confusing, and it is. You think someone is giving you a compliment, but they are sliding you instead. So you don't know if they are being nice or mean. And what is even more confusing is that the person delivering the message may not even know they are doing it. Microaggressions also reinforce stereotypes. Let's talk and explore some examples. How about if someone came up to you and said, is that your real hair? How would you feel about that? Sad and hurt inside. Because, first off, my hair isn't a wig. Second of all, you would probably see the cap. And it's none of your business or I don't want to talk about it. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's none of their business, and you don't want to talk about it. Do you think that's a common question African-American people get? Maybe, because in most pictures I see African-Americans have short, dark hair. So they might wear a wig that's, like, curly and long that looks African to make their hair look longer. Yeah, that's possibly Or they true. can grow their hair out and make it look cool by braiding it. What if they wanted to touch your hair? I would say no. Or I might be a little, like, personal space invaded. Okay, I could see that happening. Especially during 2020. 
So when someone asks a black person if they can touch their hair, or if that's their real hair, it is called a microaggression. Because it seems like a small thing, and it even can seem like a compliment that they're interested in you. But the reason it's called a microaggression is that the message it sends to black people is that your hair isn't normal. And so maybe you're not normal. You're not like us. We are normal with normal hair, and you are weird with weird hair. And you can see how if that happened a lot, you'd feel bad and maybe even like you don't fit in. Joshua, you have, you've just been insulted. And how does it feel in your body? It feels like there's a really calm volcano in your tummy. And all of a sudden, when someone insults you, it starts rumbling and rumbling. And then it starts bubbling. And you can feel the lava bubbles pop. And then it explodes with anger and you feel overwhelmed. It doesn't really feel good. And you feel really mad? Yeah, you feel really mad because someone just insulted you. So can you recall a time when you were hurt because somebody insulted you? There's probably a couple times where I got insulted. One insult was with my friend in second grade, and he said, you look like an Indian because you have that jewel on your head. And I felt kind of weird inside because no one had said that to me before. You had a jewel on your head? Why did you have a jewel on your head? Well, I probably had a jewel on my head because... It just felt cool, and I like really shiny and cool things. Do you think your friend was making fun of you, or do you think he was making fun of Indians? It's a hard question, because he did say it to me, but he was referring to an Indian having a red dot on. So it's kind of confusing when... When he doesn't say who he's referring to. If he said all Indians have a red dot on his head and you look like one of them with that jewel on your head, that would be a stereotype and mean because just because people have th- dots on their head doesn't don't mean they're Indian. And also that's a stereotype because maybe not all Indians have red dots on their head. Yeah, you're right. Not all of them do. So you're assuming that they do because you see a red dot on someone's forehead. But if he were to say, some Indians have red dots on their head and you look like one of them, that wouldn't be a stereotype. He because he wouldn't be referring to all of them. But it would also be mean, because he would be basically be calling me an Indian, even though I'm part Native American and African American. 
you felt a little insulted and confused by that. Uh-huh. But also, my friend might not have known that it was mean because, after all, we were just in second grade. But back then, I don't think he knew what a stereotype or he didn't know that was mean. Do you think he was trying to hurt you? No. Do you think he was just trying to make an observation and comment? Yeah. Okay. Do you think that it would be offensive to a person from India if they saw you with a red dot on your head? Maybe and maybe not. Because they might think I was trying to fit in and... They might think I was trying to make fun of them, and they might think other stuff. Kind of hard to tell what people are thinking when you act like them or just like them. You're right. It is. It can be confusing. If they have, like, a happy face and smile at you, it might mean they know you're trying to fit in. But if they have a mean face looking at you, they might think you're trying to make fun of them. So it's hard to tell what they're thinking, but it's also kind of easy because all you have to do is just look at the expressions. Mm, right? That's Wow, that's very revealing. What they might think is that is called a microaggression. So a microaggression is something that's not always obvious. Like you're not sure, should I wear this jewel on my forehead? It's kind of a costume and it's fun for me, but am I going to offend someone? Would you think twice next time if you thought you might offend a person from India? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. We talked about how a microaggression is like when someone says to you, is that your real hair? What if someone said to your Asian friend, wow, you speak really good English. Where are you from? How would your friend feel and what would do you think she would say to that person? Um, if it's a stranger, she probably might She might say, I'm American, of course I speak good English. You could be almost any race as long as you're born in America to be an American. Do you think she'd be a little bit offended? Maybe. Have you considered that just because she looks Chinese, that they're surprised she speaks good English? Mm, Yeah. That is a perfect example of a microaggression. It sounds like a compliment, but the underlying message is that you don't look like what a true American is supposed to look like. Your friend may feel bad because she knows she's American and she may wonder if she really belongs. So you feel that if they said this to her every day, she would get kind of tired of it. And as she got older... She'd probably get pretty upset and just turn around and 
walk away or people just give them an old punch in the nose. No, not a punch (laughs) in the nose. But I can see this being a problem. Yeah, it's not really a big problem and it can be solved easily by telling people not to say those questions. Mm-hmm. Maybe before people make those comments, they can stop, think, and ask themselves if this comment will make the person feel good or bad. It is hard sometimes to think before we speak. But if we take some time to learn about others, we can make more real compliments and spread more joy. Well, Joshua, this was really fun. And I hope we could do this again sometime. Mm-hmm. Once again, my name is Joshua. I am nine years old. And I will be a part of this awkwardness and grace. So that is the end of the podcast, guys. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. Thanks for joining us today. And tune in soon for the next awkwardness and grace.